0: Welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, the latest on shares, markets, and investments. Now available on your Amazon Alexa. Hello, and welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast. Also available on your Amazon Alexa as a skill. Um, Brief touch on the markets today. We're trading higher on the FTSE 100, currently trading about seventy-four ten. And there has been a sustained rally throughout this week, very much on uh, the alleviation of fears over Trump imposing tariffs. They came to a very last minute deal there, um, which has sparked a risk on rally in markets, and that's following through into today's trade. The podcast today is going to take the format of a interview that we did with the owner and founder of Fundhunter. Um, Fundhunter is a uh, website that's very much focused on the ins and outs of investing in funds. Um, we spoke to Andrew Latto um, very much about the, the state of the fund market, obviously touching on Neil Woodford and what that could mean for investors going forward. So we're just going to pass you over to that interview now. Thank you very much. So hello, today we have with us Andrew Lato of Fund Hunter. Hello Andrew, thank you for being with us. Hi Jonathan, thank you very much for having me. Thank, brilliant, brilliant, thanks for coming along. Um, so Andrew's here, um, he runs Fund Hunter. Um, he's here to talk us to us about various different funds, the ins and outs and the fund markets so and some very interesting developments of late. Um, so but before we kick things off, Andrew, would you be able to just give us a brief background on what Fund Hunter does please?
1: Yes, so Fund Hunter is an independent uh, website whose mission statement is hunting for the best investment funds. Um, in a tongue-in-cheek way, I changed that to make fund investing great again, in light of recent developments. But all it does is seek to find the best funds, and then for credibility and accountability, there's a model portfolio of funds which I run against the all-share.
0: Perfect, perfect. So. We'll start uh, with looking at the, the fund sector, and obviously um, front and centre at this point in time within the industry is the recent debacle at uh, Woodford's fund, the, the Woodford Equity Income Fund, that was suspended for redemptions for investors. Um, so Andrew, what were the main problems that you saw uh, at Woodford and which actually led to this, uh, this suspension in the fund? Well, first and foremost, performance has
1: not been good. It was when the fund started, but I think the contrarian or value style, firstly, is very difficult. Secondly, Mr. Woodford pursued what's called a barbell approach, and what that means is you buy these mature companies to get that income, and then you go for the riskier companies for the growth, but that's just been a complete mess because the mature companies like Kia have cut their dividend or had problems, And then the high-risk growth companies have often completely blown up. And the second aspect is that Mr. Woodford, in this open-end fund, had a relatively large exposure to unlisted companies. And that meant that as redemptions came through, he was stuck at having to sell these companies or list them in Guernsey, And so it's really a difficult uh, situation. Mm. And it highlights the risk of having unlisted securities in... Open end funds.
0: Okay, perfect. So now that the, the, the shares, uh, well, the, the, the units in the fund are now suspended for redemption, what could that mean and what could be the possible outcome um, for investors uh, in, in the days to come? And he has 28 days to um, move things around. But you know, after that period, what are the p- possible scenarios for, for holders of the funds? Well, obviously, this is all speculation.
1: Uh, I would put it in um, three words and I say it's not good um, and that's because the, the strategy of the fund is to sell these illiquid or unlisted investments which which is good but what price will it be achieved um, and then he also has to move into 3100 companies or more liquid companies and then even when the fund reopens it's like there'll be significant redemptions so it's, it's not a great outcome as far as I can see
0: um in any scenario okay okay so you obviously run the, the fund hunter websites and you've got a number of different tips on there i are not going to go to into those at this point in time um but you, you obviously highlighted a number of um errors possibly that woodford had made in managing this fund would you be able to give a little bit of insight into the type of uh um, funds that you would uh, prefer and maybe the, the particular strategies and way of managing the fund that you see um, as a little bit more um, stable going forward for fund investors?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just one thing, I, I almost fell off my chair when you mentioned tip. Obviously, I never give advice, but just, just um, within that context, I, I think that you need to have a clear and, and rational approach. In Woodford, the issue seemed to be that people say, this guy's a genius, he can do no wrong, and they didn't actually monitor him at all. So what is the approach that that I think is clear and rational? Well, just an example, I think you you start with a passive fund, uh, and then you only move to an active fund if you can find something better because active funds have active manager risk and they're higher
0: cost. That's just one example of what I think is a logical approach. Just, just just one minute, though. For those people that don't really understand uh, or not familiar with the terms active and, and passive funds, what, what are the main difference um, between active and, and passive funds?
1: So a passive fund uh, were really pioneered by um, Jack Bogle and they just hold the, all the stocks in the index typically according to their market capitalization. And they're very, very low costs. If I look at the S&P 500 ETF, I think the cost there is 0.07%. So it doesn't try and outperform the index. It tries to match it. Whereas an active fund will pick 30 to 60 stocks. And the point really is to to beat the index. And the costs there can be from 0.5% or 0.4% to as high as 1.4%.
0: So much more expensive. Okay, so and um, the the Woodford fund was an actively managed uh, fund there, and he was uh, pursuing a barbell strategy as you, as you said, so sorry to interrupt you there, Andrew. You, you were explaining um, a, a number of strategies and, yeah. and types of funds that you'd uh, you'd be more interested in, so really obviously, as I say, the website doesn't give advice, but it just tries
1: to say what is rational. Uh, and that's just one example that, that start with passives and you only go for active if you can find something better. Uh, another another aspect as well is, is that I, I'm a big fan of investing globally because the best opportunities are globally. So, you know, I would say, for example, that the, the benchmark is a, a good global ETF. Um, so just as an example, I'm not recommending this fund, but iShares, MSCI World, um, SWDAs, it seems to me to be a reasonable benchmark, and then you, and you see if you can find something better. But you, you just have a rational approach to say, I start here, then I, then I move on if I find something better. And that's all the website's trying to do. It's trying to be rational, not trying to tell
0: people what to do. And that's that's all it's trying to put forward. Okay, perfect. So obviously, as everybody knows, funds are made up of uh, shares. Um, obviously, equities in, in this case what type of shares do you prefer to, to look at and would you like to see in a fund? What are the characteristics that they hold um, and, and funds that, uh, that hold those type of shares uh, would you be prepared to invest in?
1: That's a, that's a great question, actually. And I'll tell you why it's a great question because actually most people who cover funds, in my view, don't really look at the stocks. Uh, and My background is actually from stocks. So my, my simple saying for me is that good funds own good stocks. It's as simple as that. So I, I personally didn't view the, the stocks in the, the Woodford fund as, as very good, uh, but funds that are done well own good stocks. So, so what do I actually mean by that? I tend to think in terms of what I call um, stock compounders. So these are companies that 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 can grow, that earn high returns, that can stand the test of time. So Unilever, Diageo, you know, they're not going to go bankrupt anytime soon, and they've got growth potential. So that's what I think of as good companies. And so I seek funds, whether they're active or passive, that own stocks like that.
0: Okay, perfect, perfect. So um, that's a, a good overview there um, from Andrew Latto. Um, Andrew will be joining us for one of our investor evenings in the, in the coming months. So Andrew, thank you very much for, uh, for coming in today. Thank you very much for having me. Perfect. Um, so Andrew, what was the, the address of the, the website, the Fund under website, everybody wants to have a look at? Oh, yeah,
1: www.fundhunter.co.co.
0: Do have a look and um, love to get anyone's input and feedback. Perfect. So we'll also put a link to uh, Andrew's website within the notes of the podcast. So if you're listening, um, you'll be able to to click through to that. So that's the UK Investor Magazine podcast. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.